Now entering Nerdist.com. <laughs> Jackie Cation, Laurie Gilmartin. Jackie Cation, Laurie Gilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. This is horrible. <laughs> Oh, of course, of course, the first words out of your mouth is this is horrible. I'm so glad we don't have to listen to that every time we start. Oh, my God. I would walk. Out you of the hired room. him. So, he did a great job. Yes. This is cool. We have people. I was so afraid no that. one would come out. That's it really would, exciting. Right, it would just be the three of us again, but at yes. a larger venue. <laughs> Hi, uh, Kyle. Hey, I'm Jackie Cation. I'm Laurie Kilmartin. Podcast. Hi. We're at the LA Comedy uh, yeah, LA live podcast. Live podcast. LA so I, I, as always, I feel uncomfortable having a conversation and acting like it's a show. I feel like we're cheating people. You are. <laughs> I know. You're fucking is... running for president out there handing stuff out. Ease, ease up. You wish I was running for president. <laughs> Who's got that kind of... Here's, uh, here's what I have to tell you. I was here 11 years ago today because it is my wedding anniversary this day. Wow. And we stayed at the Biltmore Aww. after we got married in a Chinese restaurant just a mile from here. Now, did you fantasize on that day that 11 years later you would be... Back at the Biltmore, but doing a podcast <laughs> with a woman you don't know yet. <laughs> right, because we are 93 hours into a friendship, Lord Martin. <laughs> I know. Episode 93. You know, I top out at 100, and then I... <laughs> right, and then, then you I can't ghost. take... You, you ghost. You can't take the, can't take the, the pressure of, right. of continuing to be friends. Yeah, no, we stayed in this hotel the night of our, of, of our wedding, and we had a shitty room. I'm sorry. Me too. The room was lovely. There was just no furniture in it. There was have like you, a bed, and that was it. Have you uh, exacted some sort of revenge on the Billmore since, like, other times you've been here? I just did. I badmouthed them in their own room. <laughs> Dude, that's it. That's how she does it. That's hold, to hold me back uh, <laughs> from, from, yeah, I will. I'll take it. So, uh, other than that, uh, you just got off a plane moments ago. Yeah, a little while ago. I, I flew in uh, from uh, Minneapolis this morning, uh, and uh, I did Prairie Home Companion yesterday. Yeah. How was it? It was crazy. I, I, it's like they're a, the, like this unit, this family. They've been together for decades. A lot of them have been doing this oh, show the worker every bees? single... The people? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The the. The, the non-Garrison Keeler folk? The non, yes, the yes. non-famous people. Yes. Like the, the supporting actors and stuff like that. Um, and it's, it's great. And Chris Thiele was really, really nice. And uh, cool. was, I was so nervous because um, you have to be really clean. Like, right. I, I was, okay, I was working on clean stuff. And, and, and first of all, I didn't want to. Like, I, when they said, oh, you want to do it? Yes. And I'm like, oh, fuck, i got to prepare a set now. Like... <laughs> I was so relieved to not be preparing anything. I just wanted to be sloppy for a couple months and fucking shit all over the stage and see if I come up with anything. You know, I don't want to be careful and precise. And uh, it does sound romantic when you put it like that. Stand up comedy. And then I had all these gigs this week that would have been perfect for just you know doing exactly that, and I didn't. Instead, I was like you know you know working on old stuff and trying to remember and finding the rhythms of it again. And uh, uh, and so. I guess, like, the first week I, I had a... I'm like, I'll just do two TV sets that I've done because I wanted it to be TV clean. And then I listened to a bunch of people's sets from last year. Right. You and called, they were, you were like, so clean. No one mentioned Not sex. even dark. Not even dark, yeah. That's yeah. a separate thing where I was, like, worried. I'm like, oh, this joke's clean, but is it too dark? And, and the, you know, maybe a dirty joke kind of supports this joke, and now I'm taking the dirty joke away, and now I've got these, like, kind of mean <laughs> jokes all lined up right in a row. And the, you know, was the audience going to be recoiling, you know, in horror from me? Uh, <laughs> so this, the next week, it was just, it was agony trying to prepare the set. Right, because not only are you overthinking it, you're overthinking it from three different angles. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's, uh, so... Uh, did you fear Tourette's? Did you fear... Do you ever... Of course, always Tourette's. Yeah. I always fear it's, just it's... all of a sudden I'm just going to be, fuck, cunt, shit, ass. <laughs> well, that's I what op- you were saying to them while you were passing out the stickers, just which a, I thought was a little a, much. Those are their names. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, 
<laughs> I, what, whatever I made it. That's good. I'm glad she's here. It's um, <laughs> the um, yeah the. They're not, the thing is, is people listen to, like, I have a, like, somebody, oh, I know, Matt Weinhold said that my stand-up was like a racy This American Life. (laughs) (laughs) And so I did Seattle a couple of weekends ago, and there was a woman in the second row in the middle of my set. She goes, I thought you were going to be dirtier. It said you were racy. (laughs) And I said, for NPR. (laughs) How do you not read the whole sentence? <laughs> That's all she wanted. She just saw, oh, it might be racy. And I was like, I got one dick joke at the end of this. Live it up. Um, Live in anticipation of that. Um, but I never I, have enough dirty, like filthy stuff. I mean, like, fil- I don't have I a lot know. of filthy stuff. No. You know? but, but for NPR, yeah. And it streams live, so it's not like you can accidentally say fuck and they can take it out. Like, oh, wow. It so there's just the four-second delay. Over the place. Yeah. Where they would have to hit the button. I don't even think they have a delay. They I do. think they trust you. No, no. There's, uh, really? <laughs> I can't imagine anyone working with the FCC. They didn't trusting. tell me they had a delay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, the, and so it, I, I get there um, and... Uh, I did my set for Chris. <laughs> just he was the only guy in the audience. It was the it was like it was oh, dress good. rehearsal. It was the okay. afternoon, right? Yeah. And so, uh, luckily, he's a good laugher. Um, and uh, <laughs> that sounds like a hostage situation. <laughs> I'm sure he had like a fixed smile on his face. Of course, I'll listen to your eight minute set. <laughs> Thank you. I, I have to. Listen I know to you your have a fixed set. smile on your face whenever you see me perform, but other people tend to enjoy it. <laughs> asshole. Um, I think by the end of it, he was laughing for reals. But hey, I, I started strong. Uh, no, I, we took out one joke that as soon as I said it, it didn't feel right in that setting, even though okay. there's no audience there. And I was like, that's fine. And then he wanted to tweak another one. I said, trust me on this one. That'll work. Trust me. You got to trust me on that one. Okay. And he, and he was like, okay. There was, was give and take. Very cool. That is nice. And, uh, and you know, it, this is his first season, his first full season. Oh, right. The last one was a partial season. So, mm-hmm. you know, everyone wants it to, you know, be great, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and Tom Pop is a head writer. Did you know that? Tom Pop is the head writer over there? Yeah. He just started this season. Is he living He's, in Minneapolis? No, he doesn't, uh, you know, remotely, I think. Oh. You know? You guys know Tom Papa, possibly. He's a really funny comic. Come home he, to he, Papa? He has it's a, his podcast. Yeah, he has a segment that um, that isn't done live, but it doesn't matter because it's radio. Yeah. So uh, it, it was really good. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm glad he's getting not just work, but work. You know, like he's yeah. getting some attention. Yes. It's because he's a delight. Yeah, he's a great joke writer. So uh, speaking of, I'm, I'm going to segue from your story to my news. Yeah. Besides my anniversary. Going to get gonna get with my husband later, you this guys. Is, I love how you've been pretending to listen to my story going, I've got good news. <laughs> Waiting for me to shut up. I could see it in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been vilified, and these people know that that is not, that that is not exactly what's happening. But sure, uh, I'm, I'm going to do a Carnegie Hall. Carnegie Hall. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do stand-up comedy Amazing. opening for Brian Regan in Comedy Hall. And no less than 13 people have done the joke at me. What? How do oh. you get to Carnegie Hall? Uh. Anyway, so... Um, well, and, you always go to a, a temple suicide, like a, a gun to the temple immediately when you're annoyed with somebody. Well, it's the dream. <laughs> that's why I'm not a that's gun That's how owner. we all want to go, actually. And so that's how I want to go. I want to make work for someone else. <laughs> if you clean up that area. off the side of a boat, then you fall right into <laughs> sharks and no one knows what happened. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a... Uh, uh, my, the real answer of how to get to Carnegie Hall is yeah. to know someone famous and have them uh, let you open for them. That's the real way to get <laughs> That's into That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be amazing. So it's, how much um, time are you doing? Uh, I always do 20. 20. 15 to 20. Yeah. Oh, my God. And uh, I think I did 17 one of the last times I opened for him because I panicked. Because I've been doing... Because the first time I opened for him, I went so deep into the vault, like 97. Like, I went to the, my first album. Sure. Because I was like, I thought I would have Tourette's, and I thought it would be, like, dirty, and I feared. I yeah. feared. And, uh, and then it's been four years that I've opened for him. And I just imagine him... First of all, this isn't happening. He's not thinking about me at all. Uh, <laughs> but I imagine him thinking, doesn't she have any new material? <laughs> 
And so I've been trying to work in some of the newer stuff, but a little, some of it has sexual content, some yeah. of it is super dark. One time I did, when I first opened for him, I said, that joke's a little dark. And he looked a little hurt and he was like, I like dark. <laughs> I know he thinks. I think he must think everyone thinks he's like, like the, a priest or something. Yes, you know? exactly a Jesuit because he's smart. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. You got what you deserved. <laughs> well, don't we all? Don't we all? It's. Uh, but yep. it, like you know, Seinfeld went into the vault for his Netflix special. So yeah, it's weird. Like it's I, been hacked it, so bad. So everyone how, how get, was it? Pardon me? It, it's, his style has been hacked so bad yeah. that for him to go to like the early 90s, I, I could imagine. I think we talked about it, but some of it did feel from the early 90s. Yeah. You know, and he couldn't, he, he really couldn't change it if he wasn't going to do it. Right. You know. I was, was at the fucking it. improv the other night. Right. And I love the improv. This is not a way to get spots at the improv is to <laughs> uh, call it the I fucking improv. I get spots at the improv, you guys. And in other news, uh, one of the comics was, did a Monica Lewinsky Clinton joke. No. And I was like, Again, it wasn't to my Again. temple, was it? We have was visitors. It? We have visitors. Stop There's shooting yes, at them. Jackie, have your best. They came all the way downstairs into this creepy <laughs> ballroom with an Armenian chandelier. <laughs> my people vilified as a group. Uh, we've melted. <laughs> it's a melting pot. Um, uh, so. was, it, was it an old one that he... I'm assuming it was a he. <laughs> yes, it was a gentleman. Yes, it was. It was a gentleman. And, um, and it's fine. It's, uh, he's, sometimes his stuff is crazy. Oh, we get to pass this one around this time. Yes. It's uh, followed by a guy who... Oh, yeah, that's going to happen. Here, let me, hold on. Do it to Kyle. <laughs> That, that guy will happen. Very nice guy, though. Super nice. But he's it's a, almost the kiss he's of a fucking ch- death. He just, he, I don't, he just sl- slings jokes nonstop. He, one of those, cl- a Clinton Lewinsky is going to come out of his mouth without him even knowing it. He probably doesn't even know he did it. He, well, he might not, and which makes me go, how do you not know what jokes are coming out of your, <laughs> out of your pie hole? He does hole. so many jokes, though. You know? Right. I he's, appreciate someone that's at least... Doing tons of jokes instead of, oh, what else is new? You know. No, I like the what else is new person better. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, tell me what's going on in your weirdo brain box. And, uh, and I'm going to pray that there's a punchline at the end. But yeah, at but least usually it's... when people say what else is new, they yeah. don't have any new material. <laughs> and they're, they're hoping you throw out a topic and they riff something that's suitable for the moment but not good enough for forever. <laughs> Well, thank you. That's how I do it. I like to bring, <laughs> like to bring a, you know, because you know who made it possible to hmm. bring your set list on stage? Janine Garofalo. Yeah, Janine right. Garofalo. She, she's, she was a trailblazer in ill-preparedness, and I love that <laughs> about her and about my you know, own journey. Before that, people just write on their hands, and you just oh see God. comics going like this very slyly. And then, of course, if you were a younger comic, you were sweating the whole time, so your <laughs> jokes are just dripping down your arm. You're like, what does that say? Elvis? So... And, uh, <laughs> So what's the date that you're at Carnegie Hall? November 11th. And so November 9th, I'm in Rochester. It's Brian Regan, Maria Bamford, Brian Regan, Maria Bamford. Wow. Because I was... Pretty uh, cool career, Jackie. Yeah, it's all working out. Uh, so uh, <laughs> It's pretty sweet. She still sounds mad. <laughs> you don't even sound happy. But, the, the, uh, but uh, Brian's manager called me and said, I got some good news and some bad news, but I think you're going to want to switch. And I was like, what's happening? He said... Well, Brian wants to... Yeah, I know you're already working with Maria, but Brian wants to know if you're open for him in Carnegie Hall. And I was like, what? And uh, he goes, I know. And, uh, and I said, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, of course I'll do it. And he goes, do you want to talk to Maria? So I said, politely, yes. But there's not a <laughs> chance in hell Maria Bamford's not going to say, oh my God, please open a Carnegie Hall. But you Hall. know, there's some comics that would have been like, you took the gig with me, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's, those are bad people. Yeah. <laughs> You got a name there? You want to write that person down? No. Okay. It's a, who's that asshole? It was just a theoretical. It's a, yeah, it's a theoretical banana head. And uh, Ralphie May died. I know. I wrote his name down right here. <laughs> well, that's the, that's, the, that's the testimonial he would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> On the last page of my joke book, 
Yeah. Right next to the one that has gum wads in it. Yes, he would. What are you doing? You're using your, your notebook as a, as a trash well, bag? I don't have any other place for my gum. I wadded up on the last page. Interesting. Interesting. It's a nice collection. At the end of a, of a joke book, I have a couple wads of gum to tell me that I've been working hard. They're still passing that name around. Thank God you write like a pharmacist and no one knows who anyone is. You're, you're talking about. And, and then the guy, one of the guys on the on the list, I, I think I texted you this guy. Yeah. He was just out of his damn mind. Yeah. Uh, he was just, it was literally, he was talking about, uh, it, his entire set was bitches, man. Bitches. He's like, I have a gambling problem. My wife won't stop being a bitch about it. <laughs> that was the premise. It was like governors on Long Island or the Stress Factory oh threw God. up all over oh, that state. Oh, that, yes, yes. That guy. Right. Here. <laughs> Here's you this guys are sworn to secrecy, please. We have to there, just pass that around. Co-mingle with these people. I'm sure he's got a Netflix special and could give a he shit does. that some 50-year-old woman doesn't like him. And, uh, oh, you're 50 now. Interesting. Yeah. I'm losing. We're four years apart. 52, but you're 50. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get younger every year that you get. It's the, <laughs> it's the comedy of Dorian Gray. Uh, I'm just going to pass my aging process on to you. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting Botox. What do you think? Um, I've done Botox before. I know it. And um, it does change how you move your face. I need my face, Where would right? you? Where would you do it? They can do it in so a, it's... It in feels... a basement somewhere no. like this? <laughs> I'm sure an Armenian with a needle. I don't like talking to you. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. The 93rd hour. <laughs> um, uh, they can do it. They can do like a, a lessened version of it so it doesn't freeze you. But, okay. Uh, but the first time, they, everyone's sort of guessing like what you're, how, how much you can take. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Where would you do it? I don't, oh, on my on face? Your face yeah. yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would get rid of uh, uh, the fact that I look like I'm always angry. This, uh, the in between yeah, the, the eleven, the eleven in between my eyebrows. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I don't care. I don't think they're. I don't. I can't imagine how much is it. Like a literally, couple hundred, couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, you know distracting at all. What you what what you have right now. Okay. Well, and my, you I do mean, need to move your face. Yeah, it's not broken. I just there's just part of me that would like to uh, look different. Oh, really? I, to... I'm unacquainted with that feeling. Wait, let me, let, I don't let, think let... any woman knows what you're talking about. You're alone on an island right now. Exactly. Allow me to explain more. Sometimes I have issues where I think I look in a mirror and I'm like, no. <laughs> Do you guys ever? Anybody ever get that? Anybody ever just go? I wish I looked slightly different than that. I would even look like Ryan Gosling. That'd be fun. <laughs> If I looked like a good-looking man, that would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's how dis- disenchanted with my own appearance I am. I've I'd got, be like, oh. But I've gotten used to looking, like, not on purpose, just slowly over the years. You figure out what's your best pose in the mirror, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's me. Is it that with the lean? A little bit. There's a little lean, and I lean uh, this face. This half sticks out a little bit more. Oh, nice. But, but then when you catch yourself... Uh, in the mirror when you have it posed properly. It's like, oh my God, what happened? Who was that? Right. Something's yeah. gone horribly awry. And it's the aging process. And there's nothing to be done about it. Uh, what are you going to do? Right? I mean, that's, that's yeah. why I, I literally was a passing thought, the Botox thing. I was like, well, maybe that'll fix it. And I'm like, no, it's not enough. $200 worth of whatever isn't going to fix. Well, it'll, it'll probably make that go away. Sure. But- but it, but that's it, not my fa- biggest problem. Your face will feel strange, and it, it depends on if you can get used to that or if you if it's going to bother you so much that you feel self conscious on stage and you don't right. want that. Yeah, I never want to feel self conscious. You know, I'm also doing that Two Dope Queens next week. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. She's going to be on HBO too. Two Dope Queens got a TV show on HBO where they get to get comics who come on, and uh, I I shall be one of them. That's and, awesome. Uh, yes. And uh, who knows? I mean, it might be because of this very show. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> and, uh, but the, uh, uh, I know that um, I was trying to figure out what's set because they're super mellow. Yeah. They're, they're the kind, they're, it's the greatest kind of TV show, but it's a lot of pressure, too, where they're just like, no, just do eight minutes. <laughs> and you're like, that's it? You don't? Yeah. And they're like, well, you know the eight minutes that you did on their podcast? If you, it'd be great if you didn't repeat that, but if you have to, go oh, ahead. Oh, they told you not to repeat? They said they said if, they said it'd be great if I didn't. Oh, okay, but they don't care. 
Okay. So I was like, oh. Um, so what are you going to do? Do you know yet? Uh, I don't know. I think I'm... Uh, yeah, I think, well, I, I got a transcript of what I did on their podcast, and I had done the uh, Imaginary Friend and mm-hmm. um, Spooky Reading Girl, which I kind of wanted to do again, but then uh, I think I'm just going to do the Terrigen Mist and the, I might do the yeah. Ir- Irish Goodbye joke, just because it's HBO, who the yeah. fuck cares? And uh, <laughs> that you can swear, you can jump up and down, you can be nude, you can do whatever you yes. want. It's unlikely that I'll be nude. <laughs> With these I would not issues. jump up and down nude. I would need two bras. <laughs> two. I would knock myself bras. out from any number of things that are flapping in the wind. <laughs> you got to figure, this is your... Seriously, that isn't even conversation. I apologize. <laughs> Welcome to The View. It's uh, <laughs> The ladies are talking about their flaps today. <laughs> Do you want to discuss... I hate talking about that stuff because I feel like, you know... People, women are There's forced so to talk about it. it all the time yeah, on so television. Fuck, fuck that. If we want to talk about flaps, what do you prefer? Labia majora or labia minora? <laughs> I thought you meant... <laughs> Let's talk about the real flap. The real flap to me is the Yoohoo room at Flappers. It's not... I don't even know what Greek you just hurled at me. bring it back to comedy. <laughs> yes, well thank you. Played. Well done. I love that. I guess I'm a little more Irish than you. Well, that, <laughs> I think we know that to be true. So, um, but here's the thing: it's this is your one shot on HBO, right? This is my one shot. I You're mean, right. you might thank get you. another one, but this might—you gotta, yeah. you oh, know. Oh my god! Like when you're 25, your stakes already. Holy shit! <laughs> well, do what you want is what I'm saying. No, you aren't. Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay. But because you know, when you're 25, you're like, oh, I'm going to do every show, and you just you feel like you have everything, and now it's like, oh, who knows when I'll. This might be the only time I'm asked to do HBO. This might be the only time I'm asked to do Prairie Home Companion. You, okay. you don't know anymore, you know? I mean, it, neither do 25-year-old comics, but I think more than ever, you and I are in that situation. That's this is your time on HBO. It's your eight minutes on HBO. Right. If I can, do what you want. Do what you want to be the thing that people watch when you die. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Pressure. No, no pressure, pressure at all. At all. But if this could be your legacy. <laughs> your eight-minute legacy, yes. If this yes. eight-minute legacy, if this were the only thing they showed. Matter of fact, on my, on my gravestone, this is going to be the set. Yeah. Just that plays on a loop. Mm-hmm. It's going to be my website projected onto my, <laughs> my MySpace page because of copyright There should issues. be a loop of you asking people to do the dork for us. <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> she didn't like that one, <laughs> but it's, I'm serious. Uh, yeah. You know, don't if they're if they're if they if they're a hard rule. If if they're if it's just a suggestion, mm-hmm. this is your it's your it's your set. You know, right, right. Yeah. Well, now, <laughs> all right. Now I'm in my head. Anyway, <laughs> you got a, you got another. Topic? I did it. That's all I wanted was to get her in her head. So yeah, we we uh, skated away from Ralphie, but uh, yeah. he did pass away this week. He passed uh, away, very sad. Sad, a very 45. funny guy, forty-five, very young. My favorite joke of his was the one about uh, all the different. He was like, um, I think it was right after nine eleven. He did this joke about yeah. how. Uh, they bombed New York City. It was better than bombing St. Louis because if they would have bombed St. Louis, it would have just been thousands of guys in bass boats going across <laughs> to get Saudi Arabia. And uh, you're like, that is fu-. He did it better. <laughs> what yeah, a horrible can... tribute to Ralphie Mays. <laughs> Jackie Botch's joke. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But at least I didn't say wigger. Um, oh, now he... I'm an asshole. <laughs> It wasn't my favorite joke of his. I thought it was oh, dumb. Right, right. He used to do this whole thing about being uh, this white N-word. Yeah, thing. And right. you were just like, that chunk is too long, and it doesn't have a good enough punchline for me. Why would I badmouth the guy that just fucking died? I don't know. There's not okay. nothing he can do about it now. Right, he's not going to come back and haunt me at the Biltmore Hotel. I hope he does. <laughs> this is a haunted hotel, you know. Is it really? According to ghost people. Oh, you mean Karen Rontowski? <laughs> <laughs> Rontowski would like to come here late at night when that's when. The thing is, is I always think about ghosts is that, first of all, you're looking for ghosts. You're alone in a building and it's quiet. Why wouldn't there be creaks? Mm-hmm. You've shut up. Yeah. You know, like there's no, there's nothing to kill the noise. And then all of a sudden, woo, and you're like, that's the fucking wind. 
The earth moves all the... Anyway. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. I'll tell you this. I did a benefit. Um, but wait, we fucking got... Yeah, go Rob, We haven't... Ralphie die. You keep veering off into other directions. But no, people die. Get over it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to my upbringing. What, you're um, a horrible lady. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. What do you want to say about Ralphie? Oh, How, just, what eulogy would you like to... I remember he was, I was working at the Laugh Stop in Houston. Did you ever work that? Like in no. the 90s during its heydays still when mad. Mark Babbitt still was mad. writing it? Yeah. Oh, you're still mad about mm-hmm. Sorry. This, I, I forgot. This eulogy of, about Ralphie is about Jackie's career. <laughs> still unhappy about you're, that You're game. working Carnegie Hall in two weeks, but you're bitter about the Laugh <laughs> Stop in 1996. <laughs> it's in a month. <laughs> oh, if it was sooner, you'd be cooler. Yeah, then I'd be fine. I'd be more excited. Anyway. Uh, he was emceeing, and I think I was featuring, or maybe co-headlining. I don't know, Jackie. They, they <laughs> really liked toss. me. I don't know what happened with Talk you. About, um, he was, just want to let you know, she closes rooms. And uh, <laughs> Ralphie May, clearly an opener. Go. Uh, no, no, no. He, was, he had just started doing stand-up, but he right. was so compelling and fun to watch on stage. He moved up very quickly through the ranks, but he had... He picked me up for radio, and usually when the MC picks you up, it's like in a car with one door, and then yeah. the other door is all plastic, and you're, you're just yeah. like. And it was like a really nice tricked-out SUV. And right. When the MC has a better car than you do, they're going to do. It just feels better. Uh, yeah. Do you want to switch to the other mic? Okay. Maybe because that one keeps cutting out a little bit. You want to turn the that one off? See, see if it works. Hello, is it working? I don't know. I blame the Biltmore. <laughs> you should blame the ghosts. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. What? No, your mic isn't working. I said I'm just excited this time. It's not my fault. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll get you, Kyle. We'll get... <laughs> yes. What? Uh, so the Houston, who was headlining? I don't know why I care about that. Oh, I don't know. It was a long it? time ago. It was a long time ago. It was just you and him. That was the first time you worked together. I don't remember who the headliner who, or who the other comic was. Right, right. Uh, cause it did might you ever been... work like Houston and Austin during that time? No, I worked Austin. Yeah, did um, you work the last stop there? No, I worked uh, Cap City. Oh, this is before. It no, used to be the last Cap- stop. Yeah, before the last stop. Switched the, the, the whole layout changed. You see, right? I just worked m- Minneapolis and uh, Nebraska, the Dakotas, Iowa, and Wisconsin. Yeah, like hardcore, mostly through the the early '90s, and then the late '90s, I started branching out further further west. So, but um, I remember I did Tulsa with Darlene Westcore, and we accidentally. Uh, drove too far east. We we screwed ourselves five hours because we didn't Tulsa have a Comedy map. Club. Tulsa Comedy Club oh, with Randy. Awful. Remember that guy yes. with the mullet? Yeah, yeah. He died. Yeah, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually pretty nice to me, but he was such a, a, a dirtbag to so many people. Uh, he, he I, I did a New Year's Eve. I headlined a New Year's Eve there, and he. He came at midnight, yeah, and uh, and French kissed me on stage. Ew! Oh my god! Unsolicited, as you can well imagine. <laughs> and he was he was drunker than I was, which was uh, always a surprise. And uh, so, but he was so drunk that he, uh, I was like, all right, whatever. I guess he was drunk. And then later, I realized, oh no, no, that's not supposed to happen. That's the club where the headliner told me he, uh, he put a tape recorder in the women's bathroom so he could hear the women commenting on it, like what, how they felt about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Like he would put it on, I guess when I was on stage, he'd hide like a little, like a little micro cassette tape recorder yeah. in the bathroom so that when women went to the bathroom while he was on stage, they would obviously be talking about him. Yeah. And he wanted to know what they were saying about him. That doesn't seem insane at all. <laughs> And yet I'm somehow drawn to it. <laughs> you ever go to the bathroom and you're sitting in the stall going to the bathroom right after the show and they're talking about you? And you're like, yep. <laughs> I'll take it. I, that's Facebook now. I, I went on Prairie Home Companions uh, website or oh, Facebook yeah? page. And, oh, you uh, read the comments. You're well, known I did, for yeah. It. So yeah. somebody didn't like me. And somebody else underneath goes, I too did not care for Lori Gilmartin. So then I replied to her. I said, it's Kilmartin. <laughs> Well, you I showed them. Back. Thank you. <laughs> Get my name right when you're bad-mouthing me. <laughs> yeah, if you could basically. just... It's, what do you think of Paul Gilmartin? Do you like that guy? I love that guy. He's great. Yeah. 
But his name is Gil Martin. Yeah, I know. Jimmy Pardo brings it up every time I'm on his podcast. Are you doing that ironically? That's our thing. That's Jimmy and I's thing. We only have one thing, and that is, does he, he asked me if I'm related to Paul Gilmartin. <laughs> and I've always said, no, I'm, I've always said that's a different name, Jimmy. It's a different name. And then it, it turns out, Paul, because I'm very big into ancestry, so uh, Paul is actually a very distant cousin. One of his ancestors changed from Gil to Gil. Yeah. Yeah. So Jimmy Pardo, right He's again. He's been right all these times. <laughs> Finally vindicated. I don't, I don't think I'd use the word again. I'd say right for once. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. Um, so a couple weeks ago, we, we, I was going to talk about this last time we were in our secluded oh. bird's nest at Meltdown. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Mel, uh, Mel Brooks oh, yeah. complained. Here's the thing. like he, he was just doing an interview when someone said, what do you think about comedy? Right. And then he responded. And then he said, he was too, and then it's like, Mel Brooks uh, slams comedy. It's like, oh, no, he just answered a question. He answered a question that you fucking asked him. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. Well, stop asking comedians questions. We, if we don't have the right answer, we'll answer anyway. Right. You and prove so, that almost every day. Almost every episode. I'm just like, what do you need to know about Russia? Allow me to tell you. No, and I don't have any information. But, but then, then, then they just asked him, and they always said it. They set him up. It's leading the witness. I know. What do you think about politically correct? Do you think it's kind of bad? And then he goes, well, if, at its extreme, yes, I do. And Blazing Saddles would be hard to make now, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, it would be, but it would be because it wouldn't, you, would, you don't need blading, Blazing Saddles right now. You need a different kind of comedy now because it's, oh. it's completely yeah. reflecting uh, the current culture, you know? That's, that's a good idea. There you go. That's it. Look at how sane that answer is. <laughs> that answer feels like real. But I, some comics were, I thought, coming down a little too hard on him. It's like, you know, he's, he's given so much, and he... Oh, he's, fine. he's when they're that age, they can only adapt so much to so much change. And I think he, I think he adapts pretty well. I saw yes, him. I do too. I see what it was. Uh, Dick Cavett interviewed him uh, at the at the Wiltern here yeah. in Los Angeles, and I saw that show, and it was fascinating because yeah. every time Mel Brooks answers any question, he stands yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, he can't talk sitting down. He's like, so how's, uh, so I understand uh, you bought a new refrigerator. Yes, yes, I did. And then he stands and answers, and then he does his refrigerator bit. Yeah. And it's really, I mean, it's kind of fascinating. And, there, and Carl Reiner was in the audience, and they gave him a mic, and they did a 2,000-year-old man, man. Yeah. And uh, so I think he's as hip, and, and I think he's, he's, he's still, he's still, he's not. I've, a, he's, I've never seen 2,000-year-old man. You've never heard the, any no. of the shtick? Nope. Uh, it's really good, it turns out. <laughs> People know, have always I, enjoyed it. I know. It's one of those things it's where... One, it's a one joke. I know. I should, I, I, every time I'm like, I should listen to that, then I forget and, uh, <laughs> until the next person shames me by bringing it up. <laughs> well, if it were a Netflix special, you'd watch it. No, I wouldn't. I have hardly seen any of them. All I did was watch Seinfeld's. Oh, yeah? And um, Marin has one that's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah? Or very good. I saw Marin last night. Yeah. Uh, he did the stand-up show. And, uh... Sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> D- just don't. Don't. If that's all you can muster, please. <laughs> Yay, it's an Mark Marin! embarrassment for Mark and us <laughs> and you. And stand-up in general. <laughs> no, it's, um... No, he was, uh, he was supposed to go first. And um, he was late. So I said to... to um, Graham Elwood, I was like, can I go first? And he goes, well, if Mark gets here, he, gets, he's, he was going to go first. I was like, that's fine. And uh, then Mark shows up, and Graham, leading the witness again, it was great. It was in my favor. He said, do you want to go first or second? And Mark goes, oh, second. <laughs> so then they were slightly warmed up when, you know, because second is a better spot. But I had been here since, like, six o'clock or five yeah. o'clock. So Hovering, was, making everyone uncomfortable. Making everyone uncomfortable. <laughs> I had the shrimp cocktail in the in the restaurant. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, if I'm going to spend forty dollars on dinner, I might as well spend sixty. Might as well light a pile of money on I fire. I had so much room Here. service last last oh, did night you? and the night before. Yeah. And then you went to a brat truck. I, I saw did. the tweet. You went to a brat uh, truck in the, Minneapolis. NPR was having a fiftieth uh, anniversary party, a block party. So uh, the Prairie team was also playing at that afterwards. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. So they have food trucks. I had a brat, a bacon brat. 
Which didn't have any bacon. It was just like I I accepted what I had. Yeah, yeah. What? But is the bacon mixed in? I didn't see slabs of bacon. Maybe it was a chopped. Was it chopped and put on top? No, I would have noticed that. Yeah. (laughs) Your brain's attached to the rest of you. Yes, I believe. I believe you are correct. (laughs) It just looked like a a hot dog. Like a a gray hot dog. A gray hot dog. It doesn't need bacon. It needs sauerkraut and mustard. If you enjoy sauerkraut and mustard, but if you don't, it's just a delight. It was just a fucking brat, is what it is. I am from Milwaukee. Polish and Germans are doing vital work with sausages. And um, do you know who Chris Stapleton is? Not offhand, but probably the country singer that I was on with. Oh, but he's like huge in country. But I I didn't know who he was either. And then I then I was looking him up while after he played. And I never knew who anybody is. It was yeah. Was he good? Oh, he was really good. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. I was on some NPR show, and um, the guy who wrote Fight Club was on. Chuck. Oh, yeah. What is it? Polaniac. Okay. Uh, well, he was a banana <laughs> head. Make, he was out of his damn mind. Kyle look like an asshole for knowing a name. No, no. It's like, <laughs> I can't believe you knew that guy's name. No, it was, it was fine. I, I, I saw the movie. It's great. Uh, <laughs> I hate movies that trick you in the end. You're like, it was all a dream. You're like, oh, shut up. And uh, so... Um, I'm, I'm enormously linear. Anyway, the thing about Chuck is, you know, you meet someone who's famous and who uh, 27-year-old men have lost their tiny lizard minds for. Right. And that's what that guy is. That guy's like, that guy resonates with me, man. He res- I get it. He's like the Hulk. And I was like, oh, anger issues. Excellent. Yeah. Is, is what that means to me. And I'm like, fine, you're dealing with them. And I appreciate that too. But the point of this whole fucking story, I'm so sorry, is um, that I it was, it was, I was like, oh, that's that guy that 27-year-old white guy's like. And I did not say that to him. I just said, oh, I, you're that, ah, it's nice to meet you. And he had no words for me except for, is there wine? <laughs> it's a good story. Would have been better if it was tighter, but I'll work on it. I'll workshop it. 1,200 words on your desk on Monday. I'll fix it. I think you just doubled it in length if you made it 1,200 words. Um, Might have. What do you got? That guy, do you follow a lot of journalists on Twitter? Uh, Some. I do. Um, And uh, Talk about leading, yes. No, but I I have a... And Pat Oswalt tweeted about this, and I agree, and I felt this way, is a lot of like young right-wingers are actually failed stand-up comics, and they, they wish they were funny, and they weren't. Right. They aren't. Right. And, uh, like, I... Gavin Either Mc- that's a person who aspires to stand-up, or just agrees. <laughs> and Coulter's in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, I heard... That does kind of resonate. Gavin McInnes, you know who he is? No. He's a total... He's a dirtbag? Yeah. He's like that, how you describe... I don't know if that guy Chuck is actually like that. I think he writes that way. I don't know that he himself is like part of a movement, but Gavin McGinnis is part of like some sort of... Like he loves that idea of the fight club and, yeah, the, and, and, the, and, and the bro-y uh, kind of... And then the male, the young male, you right. know, kind of uh, urban Take lumberjack. a conch shell and hit it. Take That's a what? One of those conch shells so that you can hear the ocean. And hit it? And hit the road. It was, oh. It's me. I'm riffing. Anyway, I'm done. I'm done. But how does that solve our problem? <laughs> well, but uh, I think like Korea's he tried gonna... stand up at the stand, I guess, when he was drunk and was really bad at it. And um, it it just seems like there. How many times have you been approached by some dude who's like, "I've tried it. I've tried it. Yeah. I did it one time. I was hammered and I did yeah. it." And I was like, "Stop talking." <laughs> Because that's, that's not <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Kyle knows. Is, and, and it's not just men. It's women who are just like, you know, it's I, I try rarely to... rarely women. It's rarely women. But I'm trying to be supportive. I know. It's, uh, but it's because it's super like, no, I know what you do. Yeah. I tried it. Yeah. There was an open mic. I had had six beers. And I'm like, I'm funny. And you're yeah. like, you, I'm sure you are. Because everyone is funny. But stand-up is a, is a, it's a skill. It's a learned skill. It's a different thing entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Trump tweeted that he wanted some conservative comedy. Like, he said all the late-night show, ho- late show hosts are, uh, are, Demo- are obviously in the pockets of the Democrats or something like that, and he wants some conservative comedy. But it just doesn't work. No. It never works. No. Like, I, I, I haven't listened to Dennis Miller in a long time, but... On purpose? I think you're shrewd. 
He used to be great, right? He was great. He was great. I've met him twice now uh, in the last like yeah. six years. And I saw part of his set in Reno, Nevada. He was doing a theater. I was yeah. doing the Catch a Rising Star. And he had forgotten, someone had forgotten to book an opener. And they said, are you willing to open oh, yeah, for him? Right. And I did it. And so I got to see some of his set. And it was, it was all right. I mean, he's a good comic. But he, remember when he would, do you know that mechanic that he did? He he was a he was a list he was one of the big list guys. Oh yeah, right. Where he would say a lot of words in a row that he yeah. memorized, and the audience was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" Yeah, and uh, and some of them were funny words. And but he used to he, it, it when he first when he wrote for himself before he had the first show. He would do he used before big words S- between SNL and yes, okay. And he would just do he he was a, he's a smart guy. Yeah. So he would come up with these weird references and these weird. Large words and that would be attached to his jokes, and they were they were organic and it made sense. And then that was his his hook. But here's the thing, and I uh, like got, it got away from him. I don't think like Nick DiPaolo is conservative, and uh, oh yeah, but he still makes me laugh, even though he'll tell a joke and I'm like, no, you got the facts wrong completely. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll still laugh. But I don't think uh, Dennis Miller doesn't have I don't know he No there's no twist anymore. There's not even a twist. Well, I don't, it's just when, statements. when your premise is is, you know, uh, all right, uh, he, um, what's some lie about Hillary? I can't even they make they make me so angry. I can't Oh, even the Benghazi about thing. Uh, uh, and that's Yeah, any yeah, just any, anything and, where you're like, "No, no, that's not that's do you not know accurate. they blamed so your her punch for punchline can't be Right. We can't laugh at your punchline because your setup is incorrect. Did you see the Julian Assange yes. uh, blames Weinstein on on Hillary? Yeah. Of course yeah. they would. And I was like, oh, finally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now um, we know who's really the sexual predator. Yeah. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Hillary Clinton is the sexual predator of our dreams. Well, the one who doesn't give a shit what you do sexually, it essentially. Is, but, but it is, she hasn't commented on it. And it is... Why does she have to? Because she took money from him. But... But does there's a false equivalency in the? I'm not equivalent. I'm not making anything equivalent to anything. I'm not. But I'm saying if if we hold Democrats to a certain standard and say we're better than Republicans because we believe these things, then why why isn't everyone acting the right way? Moon Zappa said the greatest thing last night on the Dork Forest. She said the high road was created by the people who never take it. They're saying, you have to take the high road. You supposedly should take the high road. You should take the high road. And they never fucking take the high road. And then you're stuck never having an honest emotion. But I still would... uh, She did take money from him. And uh, and the people that did, I... I, But not this year. Did she take money from him this year? Because everyone who took money from him this year, they they gave it back. I don't know if everyone has, but well, I, but Al Franken didn't, but because because there's a right wing list of people yeah. who are left wing people who haven't given the twelve dollars back, right? Because he donated because you can only donate five grand a person, so like a bunch of people did. It was just, I mean, it's 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 such a nitpicky thing. I, it's like it's like the Mel Brooks thing. The, the next time anyone interviews her, they're gonna say, "What do you think about Wein-, you know Harvey Weinstein?" And you she'll know what? Say, you dismiss it and go, "I gave the money back." Uh, I didn't know all that gross stuff was happening, and right. It's well, and gone. it's it's twenty four hour news. It's just it's the fact that she has to address. I I don't I don't believe she has to address every issue. And has anyone publicly asked her about it? Uh, I don't did, know. She, did, I mean, she's selling her book right now. So right. She's so if doing she's late prob- night shows, she's doing she's doing interviews. Right. So so I bet you. Like, I don't think she should come out and have a press conference and say yeah, you could a just, guy that gave me five grand uh, did this you thing. Could, you could do a tweet. You just that's how people communicate now. You say I I'm horrified what uh, about what I read about what uh, Harvey Weinstein's eleven percent of giving Puerto me Rico. this amount of money and I'm gi- and I'm giving that money to Puerto Rico. It happened. Eight years ago. It happened two years ago at this point, right? A year ago at this point. Well, whatever. But, I mean, I I literally think that there's a higher standard and there's a a nitpickiness that is insane. I don't think... I 
I think we, we the it's just why another you, reason to the, shit the on her is why, what I think. I know, but the, I, you can't separate. There's a lot of stuff that's shitting on her that's not fair, but I don't think that one's one of them. I think if you take money from somebody like that, you give it back, you know, when you find that stuff out. You don't nominate him for president? When you find out that Dude, he's a sexual I'm pre- predator, I, I'm not. I'm not talking about Republicans. I'm saying no. it's like with my if my kid. If my You're kid talking says, about yeah, your kid, right? I'm saying, listen, uh, these are my standards for you. I don't care what the other kids are doing. This is what I want for you, right? So yeah, I do want him to take the high road, and I want her to to uh, respond to that. You know, I'm unmoved. <laughs> I'm unmoved if she responds to it or not. Yeah. I think that there's other things that 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 are more important. I, I and I I but think it's complicated I think he, he's with gonna, her because her husband is a sexual predator. Is a mini Harvey, yeah. Or was. I don't know if he still is. And also it's complicated. It's crazy. Do you hear about Johnson? Lyndon B. He was a dick too. Anyway, I mean it's just like Jackie. whenever whenever like whenever there's like some huge reveal and it's and it does belittle it. This is I'm about to say something that is sweeping and not and not effective, which is that uh it's just that whenever there's some huge reveal a, a, a dude in power is abusing that power to get blowjobs or to do whatever. I'm shocked. I'm never shocked. Right, right. And it's weird because it doesn't, like, I wonder, like, what is Elizabeth Warren getting? Is she getting a free facial? What the what fuck mean? is, like, what, <laughs> what are women, like, what, like, if a woman, like, is Angela Merkel Getting dudes to go down on her while she signs things. Oh, that'd be great. That would. I mean, we, I mean, it does. It's not happening. Both are labias, right? <laughs> Both the labias. Both the flaps. Get in there. Get in the. Get in the minora. Well, I, it's. And, I think. <laughs> um, I think female politicians for the most part, get into politics for different reasons than the male ones do. Just let, I think female comics become comics for different reasons than male comics do. I think male comics, sorry, Kyle, um, can't play the guitar. Uh, wants <laughs> the, <laughs> the overarching desire is to get laid or be found attractive by women. And I think women, the overarching desire is to be heard. Ooh, and I think it's a, I think it's who sows that on a pillow <laughs> very, for me? <laughs> that very is similar for uh, I think politicians, you're right. I believe. You know, I, you know what? You're probably right. Even though I argued exactly opposite, I think I was sitting around with I uh, I don't know, was it Dennis Regan? I don't know who it was, but it was it was one of the older guys, guys our age, right? Yeah. Who uh, and he was like, and he said the same thing, and I knee-jerk reacted to it. I was like, no, women want to get laid. Women are assholes. <laughs> women want to do all the shitty things that some guys do. I, We're shits. I could have had some bartender cock last night in Minneapolis, and I ran to my hotel room <laughs> alone. Am I doing comedy wrong? <laughs> <laughs> There's no wrong way. Hey, let's do Comic of the Week. Oh, yeah. What time is it? How it's, much time have we done? We've done oh, my God. We're almost at, done. <laughs> The excitement in your voice. Oh, I thought this was somebody we'd already done a long time ago. Right. Aida Rodriguez. Aida Rodriguez. So funny. Yep. Yeah, she's it's... a really funny comic, and uh, she did the the uh, single mom uh, uh, oh, show we did a couple year, uh, months ago, and she's just great. I really like her. And it's at Funny Aida. Yeah. A-I-D-A. Yeah. A-I-D-A. She's a single mom. She has two grown kids. Her kids are doing great. Like, she's a real success story, you know. Of, of, of raising funny. children mostly yeah. on your own kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure she's she got a village. Yeah. I hope she has a village. <laughs> that helped. You know, yeah. a family. The find, find Aida. <laughs> find Aida Rodriguez. That's, yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's always bopping around. She, I see her in uh, New York all the time. Oh, good. Yeah. I did. Um, oh, so you're going to New York October 21st. Right. And I'm I'll be there in New for York a night. Yeah. October 21st. And so I tweeted at people and I was like, hey, get me some sets. Yeah, that's not how you do it. And you wrote me in on your tweets. I didn't tag you. Someone else I, tagged you. I, know. <laughs> I just said, not that I'm competitive, but Kilmartin has three sets that night. So They're I'm, all at I, the same club. I know. Well, which is even better. Because uh, <laughs> oh you God. don't have to schlep around humanity. Angry Jackie just got <laughs> Carnegie Hall. <laughs> 
Carnegie Hall. Oh, Carnegie Hall. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yay! Anyway, HBO. So. I mean, my God. It's going to be hilarious. Sorry, you don't have one spot on a Thursday night. <laughs> Which you'll get. I did. That's what, That was the end of the Great. story. It was going to be a good story. Good. Uh, let's continue telling it. So here's what I'm happened. I tightened that story so, up for you. <laughs> you just punched it up the middle. I appreciate it. So, uh, so I tweeted, and the New York Comedy Club uh, tweeted, uh, DM'd me. Oh, said, great. You looking for sets? You yes. Went, and I got me two sets that night, but they got me the sets the night of the wedding. What wedding? I'm go- the reason I was going to New York, and then I got the HBO thing after that, was because a friend of mine got married and is having her party that night. And so I called her and I said... Blow it off. Uh, what time's the party? What do, you- do you think I'll be done by 8? <laughs> New York. And she said... It starts at 9. <laughs> it actually, it's a, it's, a, it's a housewarming... They got married a couple months ago. And she's yeah. like, it's a housewarming. It starts at 5. I said, would it be okay if I just stayed for an hour and a half or so? I'm coming to town for it. And she's like, yes, go. Go do stand-up comedy. Because she is a friend of mine who... She saw me do one of the first sets I ever did. And boy, she was there. So she knows. But... <laughs> She knows I need the practice because I'm doing Carnegie Hall. I can't believe you asked. You have to be ruthless. You go, bitch, I'm doing HBO. I'm, st- I'm going to look oh at God. your house for an hour and then I'm leaving. Right. I'll, I'll go up to the Bronx. She, you, she gave up her rent-controlled apartment on Where? 86th and Amsterdam. <gasps> yeah, to, to buy a place up in the Bronx. You've angered our entire audience. There was a gasp, a gasp of disbelief. I know I disbelieved it too because she, uh, she owns a toy store on 84th and Amsterdam. And so she could walk to work every oh day God. and now she has to take the A or the 1 or the whatever. A, yeah. And, uh, and so... I was like, what are you doing? She was like, well, uh, I have two dogs and a cat and a, and a husband, and I live in a one-bedroom apartment. And I was like, mm, all right. That's fine. Whatever. That's fine for New York City. Stack you could like... also add three kids into that and still exactly. make that work. Do one of those railroad uh, apartments, you know, where you have to play through. Yeah. A friend of mine grew up in one of those. I was like, ugh. Wow. <laughs> Great one. That's how that story ended. Uh, <laughs> With six oh. kids. You know, when I was a kid, my brother... Oh, that was the thing. So last, last episode, we wrote down a bunch of names. Right. And they were all written. <laughs> there was no, no live audience, so nobody knew. And so I got a text from my brother saying, I never want to be on a piece of paper between you and Lori <laughs> Kilmartin. <laughs> and uh, so I would like to write his name down. <laughs> Anyone we talk about wouldn't give, wouldn't doesn't know who we are or give a shit that we would mention them. Honestly. Right, exactly. That's why and we then, don't like and them. then that white comic yes. also had that problem, <laughs> and uh, and I thought, and so we got two mentions from different uh, from different white men that they would like to not uh, be on a piece of paper, and I was like, let's do it, let's put that on a piece Jackie, of paper. You're out of control. Now she's going to tell you what the. What the cashier at 7-Eleven told her three days ago. <laughs> what, I, what I did say to Dan, because Dan Telford tweeted that, yeah. and I wrote his name on that piece of paper as well. But, uh, but the Dan Telford well, you tweeted... You just minimize the joy of reading the paper. I, but people get my brother's name. Okay. So there's that. <laughs> it could have been any of my four brothers. Anyway, so, but the... Um, but I, but I actually said to Dan because he texted me as well, and I said, "Oh, we would talk if, they, if he was if Dan Telfer were. It would be like if Kyle was doing something shitty. I would not write your name down. I would confront you like your aunt, and I'd be like, "Fucking rise to the occasion, my my friend." And uh, yeah, it's only gentlemen I don't like that I write their names down. How about that? Um, so, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, you know who that is? Speaking of people I don't like, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, do you, uh, there's a sort of a scandal, a a lot of liberal, or a couple liberal journalists were emailing him, um, story ideas, and one of them was the editor of Broadly, which is Vice's, which used to belong to Gavin McInnes, uh, Vice's, like, women's site, it's called Broadly, and he, he sent an email to... Uh, Milo, right around the time Lindy West was talking about rape jokes, yeah, and said like something like "get this fat feminist," <gasps> and then Milo wrote this huge thing about Lindy West, and then she, of course, was trolled to death uh, and left Twitter. Right? Yeah. Huh. So talk about some high road. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a, a liberal journalist who could uh, be planted. He got face. fired. Did he? Yeah. Good. And then did he get buried in the sand head first and have his feet painted with honey? No, he's working for Donald Trump now. Oh, excellent. no, he's not. But I mean, no, he'll, he's not. He'll, he'll, is he, he cleaning be. golf carts? I hope It'll he's cleaning okay. golf carts. <laughs> and uh, so, won't it be great when this is over? Yes. Oh not my the God. not the podcast. Four more minutes. Oh. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> this administration. Is I'm so what I was tired. Hoping. I woke up so early this morning and flew know, out little, here. You're a little punchy. It's, uh, so, um, and then um, oh, I did get uh, oh, I I was in Seattle. I was doing the new laughs. Yeah. Oh, and owned by it? Angela and Dennis. Yeah. And uh, it was, it's great. The wow. room is great. Uh, the whole thing is awesome. Yeah. And it's in this weird, is like... Is it a Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Yep. Okay. And, uh, but I just did the Friday, Saturday. <gasps> How did so you So you could just do the Friday. I think I asked. Oh. And they said yes. And it all worked out. Okay. But, uh, so, but they, were, uh, they were so nice. Uh, Angela and Dave. Dave used to do stand-up. Dave yeah. Dennison, Chili Dog. Yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. Remember Chili Dog Dennison? Huh? Come on. Uh, <laughs> the 90s come alive uh, with Chili Dog <laughs> Dennison. And he How is, do you get any gigs with the way you talk? <laughs> Comedy. It's all about riffing. <laughs> it's all about ball busting. And uh, as guys love hanging out with me. I'm like the sister they never had. Anyway... Uh, <laughs> No, I don't know. It was, uh, but Angela was very funny because she was like, well, I think she described this thing because there was an open micer who was describing another open micer that was just a bunch of comics hanging out mm-hmm. at one of the shows on Friday night. And the open micer guy was saying, uh, there were a couple of open micers, a guy and a woman. And the guy goes, yeah, that guy, the, a, a third comic came up and I can't remember any of their names. So it's all fine. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to guess Josh. Sure. <laughs> For all three of them. Taylor said, uh, no, it was, um, it, he said, the woman said, oh, that guy's so, I don't, I don't like him very much. He's really weird. And the other, the male open micer guy said, he is a little weird, but he's an okay guy. He's all right. And the first open micer woman goes, he's actually not okay. It's, he's gross. And the <laughs> second open micer, the guy goes, yeah, but he's a nice enough guy. And uh, Angela pipes in and says, you know what that is? That's the missing stare. That's, <laughs> that's when you, it's, it's like when women warn about a, a male comic yeah. to another woman comic. Yeah. They're just like, it's like when you warn somebody that one of the stairs creaks. Mm-hmm. That was her analogy. She said, it was like warning, oh, there's a missing stair there. You have to jump over that stair to get to the next stair. Because she said, that guy, she's like, I know who you're talking about to the woman comic. She goes, yeah. He's a creep. Yeah. And, and, and she said to the male open mic guy, she said, what you're sensing that he's a little weird is that he's a creep. And he's oh, not a creep yeah, to you because yeah. you're a dude. Yeah. But you sense it. It's like yeah. it's, she's like decent men sense when somebody's not a decent guy, but they don't see it because they're hanging out with the guy. Yeah. They're not hanging out with the guy when he's around a woman. Right. So it's, and she was, and she called it the missing stare. Interesting. Theory or something. And I was like, well, that, that's a long way to go, but okay. <laughs> but I thought it was that fascinating. That analogy doesn't make exact sense to me, but I like what she said. Because yeah. if it's a missing stare, you're just going to fall on your face. Well, not if you, not if you know it's there and you can jump to the next stair. You're just like, oh, that's, that guy's a creep. I'm going to hang out it's with still... that guy. It still doesn't work for me. Oh, fair. But I agree. Uh, I agree. That is a great... When, if, a, if, if you're a dude great. and you have a weird feeling about another dude, our feelings are uh, magnified by 10,000%. <laughs> right. What you're feeling is probably that that guy's a dirtbag. Yeah. <laughs> and even if... I mean, because you cut... I but cut. there's some dirtbags that are dirtbags to guys, too. And there's some that are cool to guys and dirtbags to women. And right. maybe you can kind of... And some people just that. have bad social skills. Yeah. And, they, and the illusion is... is that you're like, oh, that guy just has bad social skills. You're like, yes, some people just have bad social skills, myself included. But, I mean, it's just like, and then there's, there's a person who has a bad social skill who's just a little petty and creepy with women right. that you don't see. So, I mean, that's, just be aware that when some woman says, do you see that tweet? There was some, some woman tweeted, uh, women don't report sexual abuse because men don't oh, believe God. us. Yeah. And then a guy said, I don't believe that that doesn't. And I find that hard to believe. I find that hard to believe. Ah! It's so awesome. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, he's alive. (laughs) Anyway. Um, 
so I will be in Portland this weekend. Will, at Helium? At the, at the All Jane thing. Oh, the All Jane yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's on awesome. Saturday night. Yeah. Cool. I think uh, I am, I believe I'm in town. And then, and then I'm going to Tampa with Maria, and then I'm going to New York to do the HBO thing. Wow. So, yeah, Tampa, Florida. Me and Marie Bamford. She called me all weekend to Is say. Is that North Florida, Tampa? Yeah. Okay. Ebor City. No? It said, thank okay. you. The gentleman in the front row knows his geography. Uh, well played, sir. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, but uh, all I know is uh, the airport's small and the venue's too big. But it should be fine because it's Maria. When you guys do your show at the airport. It'll be. <laughs> Sounds like it's the right the, space. The airport is and beautiful. And then you get right back I on the I love how small the home. airport is. I love a small airport. Oh my God, what if we started doing that? You just fly to a city, do a show at the <laughs> airport, right outside TSA, and then you get, go right back on the plane and go home. Why hasn't anyone thought of this yet? Comedy club. Well, they got chiropractic and massage. Yes. Why not a stand-up venue? Oh, my God. I see that Cap City, Austin, yes. Texas. Uh, <laughs> Cause layovers? You, yes. Yeah, because they, they have music. They always have music. Yeah, like at JFK or something. And that, that little oh, yeah. nap room. where. <laughs> wow, you've already found the venue. You're like, who's going to book that? Yoder? Good. Excellent. It's going to be a dribble, part of a... Uh, Barry Sobel run. All right, that, all right. You've you've just weirded out. References. We've got to end this right now. Well, we're doing we're doing good. And here's the good news: is last last week went five minutes short, and we're going a couple minutes. Okay. Uh, um, oh, and yeah. this asshole. I said, I go. <laughs> she pointed at me. I go. What did I, what did I do? It's not a, it's not at your temple. It's <laughs> you didn't with a gun point <laughs> no, at me. I didn't yes. do a finger gun. I go, hey, I'll bring books to sell if you bring CDs, and you go, deal. And then I get here, and no, I'm the only I one that has books to sell. No, I believe if you read read that text, I'll, that's I how said, I took it. That's how I took it. <laughs> I said, bring books. Yeah, that's, that's how I responded. That's a version of I'm going to bring CDs. I said I have stickers. You said, well, I'm going to bring. If you bring no, CDs, I said, I'll if, bring. If if uh, I, I have, you books. fucking lied to me and you set me up, and now I'm at. I've got ninety pounds of books here. <laughs> it's a betrayal of your trust. It is. In other news, Lori Kilmartin has books. You guys, is it? <laughs> Shitty mom. I brought some shitty moms. Shitty if you mom buy books. One. You should buy one for oh, reals uh, right here. And I'm going to go get this. I'm moderating a panel after this about podcast etiquette. Something oh, really? you don't know anything about. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you are pro-interruption at the good part of the story, right? That you're on the side of that. <laughs> I'm on the side of ruining every story on the Dork Forest by <laughs> weeding off to tell my story and then listening to it later going... Oh my God, shut up. <laughs> that would have been the best part of that. But I've learned uh, in 12 years of interviewing people on the Dork Forest, I've gotten better. Oh my God. One would hope. <laughs> the I end. think that's good enough. Yes. <laughs> Kyle, what do you want to call this? Oh, uh, I feel like... Here, wait, I'll go. We'll do this part on Mike. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, won't it be great when this is all over, has to be the title. (laughs) (laughs) Aw. What were you talking about at that point? The The, the administration. Oh, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Not the podcast. (laughs) What a beautiful moment that was. (laughs) It was a beautiful moment. Both of you so on brand in that moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Tags. Let's Tags. see. What weird shit did you guys say? I don't have... I didn't write notes. It's weird I didn't. This yes. asshole right here is good. All right. Let me get that down. Thank you. Oh, I like you this. We'll any... crowdsource this. We'll crowdsource this. <laughs> yes. Was anything said that was catchy? <laughs> Philcation? <laughs> he would love that. Oh, my God. Yes. We have he, to. Please yes. tag. Okay. Philcation. <laughs> Yes. Because Phil Cation yes. will lose his tiny lizard mind. <laughs> Rivaled only Should we by... do Phil Cation gets called out? <laughs> so he panics and finally listens? <laughs> he always listens. Oh, good. And, and this uh, is the moment he's been afraid of. This has been the moment. <laughs> it was, yeah, because we were uh, writing down names. Because we wrote down the names. I texted Dan Telfer that he's being openly mocked in a theater room. <laughs> <laughs> openly mocking Dan Telfer. Openly mocking everyone is Lori Kilmartin's go-to. <laughs> passing the sheet around, passing the paper. Passing the paper around. Um, 
shitting all over the stage. Shitting all over the stage. Oh, my, it's my wedding anniversary, and I'm talking to you. How about that? Gun to the temple. Oh, gun to the temple. God, this gun one's to the dark. temple. Yeah. It'll be a dark, it'll be a dark day. It's 11th anniversary. <laughs> the missing stairs. Oh, yeah. That sure. sounds like a novel. It's... Oh, I don't want to be on a paper between Jack and Lori. Yes. <laughs> it's uh um That's good. We have yeah. a tags, That's plenty. Right? Yeah. It's uh This is tomorrow's episode, by the way. So <laughs> There you go. When you guys are like this episode description is less understandable even than normal. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, you guys. I'm going to go down you. to the Roman room or up and uh, talk to Paul Gilmartin oh my God. about podcast <laughs> etiquette. Now leaving Nerdist.com.